This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. And we welcome you into episode number 153 of Brewers on Tap from Miller Park. Brewers and Reds finishing up a two-game series, a little quick two-game series, off day on Thursday. And then, of course, the Phillies coming to town over the weekend. The Brewers coming into that Phillies series, sitting at 29-22 and 22 overall, right in the thick of things in the NL Central. They came into Wednesday's game, two games back of the Chicago Cubs, of course, winning over the Reds on Wednesday afternoon. And, of course, dependent upon the Cubs' outcome later in the day as well. But uh, the Brewers playing some pretty good baseball. A 5-5 five and five road trip through Chicago, Philadelphia, and Atlanta now splitting this series with the Reds. It was a slugfest on Wednesday afternoon. A ton of offense, over 20 runs scored between the two teams and uh, well over 20 hits between the two teams on Wednesday. Brewers getting some really good production right now offensively out of Ryan Braun. Uh, He has been very big for the crew. Mike Moustakis continues to play at a very high level offensively for the Brewers. And, of course, Christian Yelich, who's been dealing with back spasms the last couple of days, had a very good road trip and homered in the Sunday getaway game against the Atlanta Braves. Pitching's been stellar for the Brewers. Wednesday withstanding, it's been a big part of the story for the crew and their good baseball they've played in the month of May. The starting rotation has been outstanding. Brandon Woodruff starting to round into a front-line type of starter. Zach Davies had a tough day Wednesday, but he is among the league leaders in the National League for ERA. And, of course, Yolisha Seen starting to look like a more... Uh, Yoli Shasin version of himself, looking more like the 2018 version of himself. And Chase Anderson is back now from the injured list as well. So a lot of things going the Brewers' way. Let's listen back to some of the highlights of the second part of that 10-game road trip. 1-0 coming. And Yelich hits a drive into deep right center field. Drifting back, Odubel Herrera. He's looking. It's gone. Into the bullpen for Christian Yelich, number 17. And it's 1-0 Milwaukee. Eflin kicks and throws. Line drive, base hit left field. 2-0 Brewers on a run scoring single by Ryan Braun. Squaring to bunt again. This is a good bunt. And it gets past Eflin. Thames going to break for home. And Davies going to be safe at first. And now nobody covering second. But Davies will wisely stay put at first. And the crew has tied it at three. 1-2 to Segura. Line drive back up the middle, fielded by Hira to Arcia for one to first in time. It's a 4-6-3 double play, and Zach Davies gets out of the inning. to pitch. Fly ball deep right, drifting back Harper. This one is on its way and gone. 
off the auxiliary scoreboard the facade of the second deck on an 0-2 pitch Yasmani Grandal breaks it open at 7-3 pitch to Yelich swing and a high fly deep right center Yelich has gone deep again number 18 for Yelich and the Brewers extend their lead to 8-3 on a massive home run by Christian Yelich Moustakas drives one deep right center field going back is Harper on the warning track looking up it's gone in the bleachers Mike Moustakas goes deep and the Brewers now lead it 11-3 on Moustakas 11th home run of the season one two pitch fly ball right field well struck drifting back looking and watching it get out of the ballpark is Markakis it's a two run home run for Jacob Nottingham. Nottingham goes deep for the first time. 1 0 pitch. Line drive back up the middle. Jacob Nottingham. Two more runs are going to score. Moustakas and Braun are in. And it's 12 8. Fultonevich always from the stretch delivers a fly ball hit to center. Drifting back, Acuna on the warning track. He's at the wall. Jumps. It's over his head and gone. Christian Yelich, number 19, one nothing Brewers. And the first pitch to Keston here has blasted down the left field line. This ball is gone for Keston Hira. His first career home run comes off Mike Fultonevich here in Atlanta. Hira with an absolute laser into the bullpen and left. And he points to the sky as he crosses home plate. Brewers up two to one. And Campbell first pitch swinging. He hits one into deep center field going back and gone for Ben Gamble. And the Brewers have the lead in the 10th. Here comes the one two pitch swing and a miss. He struck him out with 97 and the Brewers with a solo home run in the top of the 10th slam the door in the bottom of the 10th. And they win this one three to two over the Braves. There were certainly some really good moments during that road trip for the Brewers and uh, surviving that road trip is kind of part of it right when you go through three cities with three teams that really figure to be in the postseason conversation and you come out of it 500 that's a big part of the story because the Brewers have gone through a gauntlet over the first month and a half plus of the season. This has been as hard a schedule as anybody in baseball has played, and now the schedule's starting to turn to a little bit more normal state. It's never easy in Major League Baseball, but it's turning to a little bit more normal schedule moving forward over the next couple of months for the Brewers. Let's listen in on my conversation with Brewers first base coach and infield coach Carlos Subero over the weekend in Atlanta. Let's break it down. We're joined by Brewers for space coach and infield coach Carlos Subero. Carlos, uh, let's talk first about Keston Hira, who comes up, and, and you've had a chance to work with him for a couple of days now. Uh, he's somebody that has put a lot of time in to get himself ready to play defensively. Everybody talks about his offensive game, but he's put a lot of work in to get himself ready defensively. What have you seen from him so far from a defensive standpoint? Yeah, I think we, we had a, an opportunity in uh, spring training. Uh, was like five out of seven days we had early work or four out of seven days and, and 
he has ability to the ball has an ability to stick in his glove he, he definitely uh, probably won't be as you don't see this pretty fielding mechanic probably but you'll see somebody that uh, the ball will stick in the glove he does it on a consistent basis and uh, saw his double play already and it's improved so he did he was diligent went to triple a and kept working with with all the personnel there and bob missick our infield coordinator and uh, pre-pitch routine was beautiful it's been on every pitch so defensively he's done what we've asked in spring training and uh, it's been good so far you before keston came up of course had the task all spring of getting mike moustakas ready at second base and i really thought specifically over the last two weeks he had made a huge jump where everything was starting to look really natural to him at second well mike is a perfectionist you know mark mike is not going to give up until he doesn't get that thing at the best of he can of his talent you know he's going to top out of whatever he got he's going to and that's what he does you can see his workouts in milwaukee or when we're on the road he never backs off he's always working hard and you think you're done giving him ground balls you go and pitch and there's mike taking more ground balls you know and and not only taking ground balls as a quantity it's just working on different things if you see his pivot from day number one and you see it now you're like man it didn't take him but two three weeks to figure things out and that's another thing. Mike's a quick learner. So, like you said, it was with the shift. You know, you basically didn't have to tell him anymore. He, he's, he would use his who's on the mound, what type of pitch, what type of count at the beginning. We would move him. Lately, he would do his own stuff. So, it, it was good to see how Mike developed at second base. Carlos Subero is our guest. Carlos, you've been coaching a long time. You've been around baseball a long time. The play the other night with the bases loaded with Gio at third, Kane at second, and Sean Rodriguez kind of just freezing and ending up only getting one out out of that play. What did you see on that play, and have you ever seen anything like that before? Well, that's part of what we teach in sprints or not. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it makes us look good, you know. I think it was so awkward, the play, that it froze everybody, including the fielder. It's, when you see Gio coming back, I think Sean Rodriguez goes, well, let me go to second base now because I think he forgot for a moment that the bases were loaded. And then he realizes Gio goes, and then Segura starts, and then all he has one opportunity to throw a home play again. And I've never seen it. Uh, something that happened, it was good that happened on us on offense and, and not on defense. Always gives you a teaching moment, too, later on, right? Yeah, I think, it's, I think, we, I think we have that instinctive part in baseball, you know, and, and sometimes the move of the opposition dictates what you're going to do. And I think that's what happened. Once he sees Gio coming back, you're not going to come back if the bases are loaded. So I think it triggers mentally in Rodriguez, well, he's not going to score, so let me go get my double play towards second base, and next thing you know, the bases were loaded. Carlos, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. Yes, you're welcome. My thanks to Carlos Subero for joining me on the podcast this week. He had a really big task in front of him this year during spring training with the task of getting Mike Moustakis ready to play second base. He's been able to play second base and do it. In a, at a very high level. Of course, back to third base right now with Keston Hero up and with Travis Shaw on the injured list. But uh, it's still been a really impressive job the Brewers did getting Mike Moustakis ready to play second because before he went back to third with his latest shuffle of the Brewers infield, Moustakis was looking really comfortable at second base and really was starting to play some high-level defense over there, which is very, very encouraging. Brewers catcher slash first baseman Jacob Nottingham has been up since the injury to Manny Pena who's on the 10-day IL and Jacob Nottingham collected his first home run of his career 
last Friday night down in Atlanta. It was a cool moment. He got his first hit last year when he was up at the crew, but he got his first home run of his career in Atlanta, and it was an exciting moment for him, and I had a chance to catch up with him and talk to him about it. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. Brewers catcher Jacob Nottingham, your first career home run last night. That's fun to check that one off the box. It's always good to get that first hit out of the way, and then the first home run's a big one, too. You're going to remember that one for a long time. Yes, sir. Uh, it was an unreal feeling. Uh, definitely something you dream about as a kid. And uh, once it happened, I just try to enjoy every moment of it. And um, obviously, uh, your family comes to your head once you're out in those bases just because of everything that they, they did for you. So um, this is definitely for them and uh, such a cool experience to share it with this team. You were able to back it up and come back up uh, later on in the ninth inning and drive in a couple more runs. That had to feel good. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I was just trying to do anything I can to get the next guy up. Let's keep the, just keep those runs coming. Just maybe we have a, good, a cool comeback. Um, but I was just trying to keep the line moving and do anything I can just, just to get on base and uh, just kind of keep that rally going. Jacob, you got your first taste of the big leagues last year. What did you learn through that experience that kind of helped you going into this offseason, preparing for another year where you knew you were going to get your chances up here again? Well, we just had such a big year last year, and um, obviously the number one goal here is just winning. So anything you can do uh, just to help the team win and uh, just be ready. Uh, that's the number one thing is show them to the field every day, ready to play and um, just compete. You've had a chance to be around a lot of catchers, too, uh, in this system, whether it was Jonathan Lucroy to... Uh, Manny Pena to Eric Kratz. Uh, you can just keep going down the list, and now he has Monty Grandal. Have you been able to pick up something different from each guy to kind of help you? Yeah, I've learned so much from all those all those guys, and I'm um, very, very lucky to, to learn from all those guys. And um, those are four unreal catchers, and uh, I've, I've learned so much from them, and, and I'm still learning from them. And uh, I know Yaz... Um, he does everything he can to help me with video and scouting reports, and um, that's awesome for those guys to do that and just take me under their wing. And still getting congratulations from Kratz and all those guys, and um, so it's awesome. All the, the just the connections and the bond that we have, uh, it's awesome to to get it from those guys. Stephen Vote, another guy, I failed to mention that certainly had a big impact last year. Having a front row seat for the postseason run last year, how did that kind of motivate you? Um, it just gave me fuel. I mean, you want to be a part of that. You want to be playing in those big games. So um, this year I just just do anything I can to be ready and um, hopefully be able to go down the road and play in those big-time games with this team. It's fun, and it's a great team to be a part of. You've been in the organization for a few years now, and as we said, last year you were at the big league level. You've been in spring training with the big league camp over the last couple of years does that make it a lot easier for you to step in since you're so familiar with most most of these arms yeah um, I know a lot of the guys we have a really good connection in spring training and uh, communication is is probably the biggest thing that we have and the connection we have as a team so it makes everything easier um, and obviously catching with these guys uh, sometimes in the minor leagues but this team is just so welcoming so it just makes everything way easier You've had a chance to be in San Antonio. That's a new affiliate for the Brewers this year. Uh, what's that experience been like in San Antonio versus Colorado Springs? Um, 
obviously the weather conditions and the field, but overall it's a great team down there. We have a great, great group of guys, great coaching staff, and uh, you learn a lot from those guys down there. We had Saladino, Nate Orff, um, and a lot of, a lot of big time guys that are, are probably going to be here soon. So I mean, um, just doing anything I can to get ready for this moment. Jacob, we appreciate it. Congratulations on your first career home run last night. Hopefully it's the first of many. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And my thanks to Jacob Nottingham for joining us on the podcast this week. Jacob's excited about being back up with the crew, and he's done some good things. It's been fun to see him flourish offensively a little bit since getting recalled from AAA San Antonio. Well, speaking of AAA San Antonio, let's go down on the farm. Checking in on the farm. as we go down on the farm coming into Wednesday's action for the Brewers affiliates the San Antonio missions 27 and 18 they have been playing really good baseball they have won nine of their last 12 games coming into Wednesday's action and they're 18 and 7 at home this year at Wolf Stadium Thomas Jenkins on Tuesday went six innings gave up just three earned runs David Freitas has been very good behind the plate. Three for four at the plate as well for him with a double and a home run and two driven in. Corey Spangenberg, remember he was designated for assignment. That was part of the move to get Keston Hira on the 40-man roster. But Spangenberg cleared waivers and accepted his outright uh, to San Antonio. And he went two for four with a run scored. Mauricio Dubon's been good. We're talking so much about Keston Hira and rightfully so. But Mauricio Dubon's had a really nice season so far in San Antonio, and that is still a guy the Brewers are very high on. He's hitting 278 now on the year, so that's some encouraging stuff from Mauricio Dubon. Double-A Biloxi also playing good baseball, 24-21 and 21 coming into Wednesday's action. That's good for second place in the Southern League's South Division. Uh, they uh, have had a six-game winning streak. Uh, coming into Monday. That got snapped. They lost consecutive games Monday and Tuesday, but they have a 179 ERA in their last 14 games for the Shuckers. Pretty uh, intriguing stuff from them. This is a, a team that doesn't have a ton of position player prospects, but they do have some good arms. Trey Shupak continues to be a force on the mound for Biloxi. He has had just a, a really big season so far for the Shuckers. And remember, he made it up to double-A at the end of last season and struggled a little bit at first. And then once he got through those early struggles, he ended up having a monster year uh, on the back part of the year for the Shuckers and starts the year this year in double-A. And Trey Shupak is 4-2 and two with a 2-3-9 ERA over nine starts this year. The other name in Biloxi that everybody's paying the closest attention to right now is Drew Rasmussen. He has made three starts. He's gone 10 innings. He's given up just one run, six hits, and he has struck out eight, and he has a .90 ERA. This is a guy we keep telling you about. High 90s fastball, low 90s secondary offerings. He's somebody to keep a big-time eye on for the Brewers because he could be in AAA before it's all said and done this year. Uh, we'll just have to kind of wait and see and see what happens with 
Uh, Drew Rasmussen, the former Oregon State Beaver, turning a lot of heads right now. In Carolina, uh, the Mudcats also playing great baseball, 28-17. and 17. They're 11-4 and four in their last 15 games. Season high, 11 games over 500. They are in second place, though, in the Carolina League Southern Division. But for the Mudcats, some power coming from those two young catchers. Mario Feliciano hit another walk-off home run this week. He has eight home runs on the year. He's driven in 32, a 266 average for him. Peyton Henry's hitting just 217, but the power's been there for him also. Seven doubles, six home runs, and 29 driven in for Peyton Henry. And those, those are two... Uh, bats that have been drawing some attention. Certainly both are very good behind the plate as well. Peyton Henry, a gold glove winner a year ago in all of minor league baseball. Joangel Segovia also doing well at the plate. 299 average, five home runs and 19 driven. And he's hitting the ball in the air a little bit more than he did a year ago where he hit a lot more ground balls last season. Rodrigo Benoit is having a big year on the mound. He's 4-0, the .51 ERA over 16 relief appearances for Rodrigo Benoit and in Class A the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers are 20 and 23 on the year and it's all about Bryce Terang 303 average in 40 games he has hit a home run he has seven doubles he has 17 batted in on the season and Terang at last check was in the midst of a 10 game hitting streak for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers the first round pick from a year ago has been all that. And Max Lazar has also been really good this year for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. Two and one of the 1.61 ERA in seven starts so far this year for Max Lazar. He's been impressive and somebody to keep an eye on in terms of young arms for the Brewers. Aaron Ashby, another name, two and one, 419 ERA, but good stuff. And is a guy that the Brewers are very high on, think has a chance to be pretty good as a left-hander. That's going to do it as we check in on the farm. Let's see what's coming up. Here's what's on tap. Well, as we look at what's coming up, he's been nominated for four Grammy Awards. He's put on unforgettable shows all over the world. He's Flo Rida, and he's coming to Miller Park on Saturday, May 25th. The hip-hop superstar will head the headline the first ever kickoff this summer theme night with an epic post-game show on Saturday night after the game with the Phillies. The special kickoff to summer ticket package will secure a seat for the Flow Rider concert and Brewers game, plus take home a limited edition pair of Brewers sunglasses. Upgrade to the VIP ticket package and you'll enjoy field access for the concert. To lock in your kickoff to summer ticket package, visit Brewers.com slash nights today. Well, that's going to do it for us and this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Glad you could join us from inside Miller Park. Always fun to have the home crowd atmosphere in the background of Brewers on Tap. Episode number 153 in the books. We'll join you next week from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on Brewers on Tap. I'm Lane Grindle. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 